Let's welcome a big one in together. And you better do it. You better do it with me. Don't hold yourself back now. Take a deep, juicy breath in. Filling all the way up. Feeling your heart opening, your shoulders dropping, your gaze coming up to the heavens as you open mouth. Exhale with the sound. Let it be full. Let it be expressive. Oh, Sooner than I expected. Way sooner than I expected. That's for sure. Like way sooner. If you watched my last episode, you will have received an entire download on where I was supposed to be at this time. Excuse me. Excuse me. Where I thought I was supposed to be at this time. Oh my. How the divine works in the most mysterious of ways. (laughs) Just when you think you got it all figured out. Like a big explosion right into your beautiful face. (laughs) I had my plan. Oh, did I have my plan. And I was ready. But to taste the divine plan, it's the medicine to grow into. You know, my plan, it was the really sweet, honey tasting medicine, the medicine you want to drink. And I'm not even going to act like preparation for this experience was super sweet and everything in between. It was difficult to even prepare myself to say yes to this journey, especially on my own, all alone, when I had the vision and the dream with my partner for so many years. This was this was so hard for me to accept. And that should have honestly been my first like ding, ding, ding. Why are you having such a hard time accepting that this is what you're supposed to be doing right now if it is what you're supposed to be doing right now, you know? So it eventually got sweet like honey because I, I convinced myself. I told myself like, okay, we're ready. We're ready for this. We've done so much work to prepare ourselves, like weeks of just preparation, stillness, dietas, which I'll explain later, like fully just creating like an alchemy of awakening sensations of stillness and presence and no social media and just being so fully in my aloneness in a good healthy healing way that I finally got to the point where I was like okay yeah I'm I prepared myself I am ready like I cannot even imagine going at another time knowing that the space right now is 
curated so completely for me to go. I'm not on my land. We're not building right now. Me and Josiah are taking some space to do our things, to work on ourselves right now. And it it makes sense that I'm supposed to go right now. I believed it. And so eventually, the days before leading to like head out on that first flight, it tasted like really sweet honey. It was the medicine you want to drink. And the divine plan, you know, it's pretty bitter. It's strong. It is an uncomfortable taste. But that, as you know, or maybe you don't, but like the bitters, the strong flavors, it's the deepest medicine, the most profound medicine. That that's the medicine that brings forth the most healing. And even though I was tasting those sweet honey sensations of medicine, I was going to receive that bitter, uncomfortable, but deeply profound healing of medicine. And I was ready for it. I've been ready for it. And, um, it's just such a trip to, <laughs> to just be where I'm at right now. Oh my God, still can't even believe it. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm like, what? What are you doing to me, universe? I hear you, spirit. I'm surrendering all over the place. Sweet, sweet, sweet S's of surrendering to spirit. I'm like a little slithery snake just like shedding what I thought I was going to be doing today. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh, but let's just say that it's hard at first, you know, especially receiving that, that bitter taste of the divine plan at times when you, when you want to resist it and you don't want to accept it, it can be hard at first, but there's, there's so much joy when you accept and laughter at the true cosmic joke that this life really comes down to. So, you know, I've been laughing when I've realized that there is nothing left to do but laugh. And I've been crying just, you know, at the acceptance that this isn't what I wanted. But at the same time, I'm accepting because deep down my heart originally knew that maybe this wasn't the time. I questioned it at first, you know, and we'll get into you know, the depths of what can come through here for me, for you, for your experiences and your journeys and the importance of these stories and the downloads that came through for me and the remembrances that came through for me. You know, it's walking these paths. It's, It's walking this path in particularly, the one of least resistance, the one of true surrenderance, and the one of acceptance and where we're being guided into. And so right now I am walking this path even when I want to run backwards so fast. (laughs) Oh yes, God bless. There are two different paths. There's a many, many paths indeed, but two very detailed paths. One that is very known and one that is very unknown. Because even if it's unknown, you have a vision of what the unknown could look like. That's just what our mind naturally wants to do, wants to create a visual. It's like a layer of comfort too. Like, okay, maybe if I can see it a little bit more, I'll be more entitled to walk that way. For some reason, 
I thought this time that the unknown path and the very known path were in the very same direction this time. I fully believed God, great spirit creator was taking me down the same path. My heart, my womb and full body, yes, was being guided to. And at this point, I'm asking myself, is it still the same path now that I've gotten out of my own way and surrendered? (laughs) Because at first, I thought they were separate. Because the more bumps along the journey, the harder it was to know for sure. Was this even a full yes? God, to be honest, it's always been a full yes, this journey. But with Josiah, my sweet love, you know, I have dreamed of doing this with him since I've known him almost, what, four and a half years ago now? Might even be coming up on five at this point. Time's been flying. The dream didn't fully come to life until I even met him. I did not even begin the depths of the medicine path that I'm on right now until I met him. He was that connection for everything that led me to where I am today in regards to this medicine path and meeting this brother that was going to take me to the Amazon and knowing the Yawanawa people. Like I learned with him and through him. He has been on this path for much longer than me and guided me really into it. And so it has been a dream since I met him to do this with him. And, you know, it's been, it's been interesting to um, let myself dissolve out of the identity of who I am without him. And it's been challenging at times and really powerfully profound at many other times. And um, it's, it's come down to the fact that this was our dream together. And he is just the most accepting man. Like no matter what, he wants me to do what's best for me. And being with everything that we've gone through and everything that we've experienced, he wanted this for me. He did not even hold on to a vision of us doing it together. Only me, this female identity that just wants that nurturing masculine energy to hold me in so many ways, especially on a journey like this that's so deep and so profound. And and I truthfully had the hardest time of, of any other parts of this. The hardest part for me was letting go of him not doing it with me. And he was there fully supporting me like, this is for you, Ash. You can do this. You don't need me. You're going to come back with a new version of yourself to share with me. And I don't have to be there to receive it. I'm going to be praying with you every single day. And he was really the part that, okay, I can do this. Okay, this this does get to be for me. But at the same time, you know, Josiah was and still is the medicine man I dreamed of before I even knew what a medicine woman truly was. I was still lost in temptation at the time that I met him. But I knew my time would come. And I remember when I talked to my dear soul sis, my 
dear soul sister who I always go to when life is pulling me in certain directions and she's my reflectionist. I think I just made that word up. I've never used that before, but I like it. Reflectionist. Ooh. <laughs> she knows my dream fully to do this with Josiah. It's been that way since day one. But I think I I let other people kind of convinced me that maybe it wasn't meant to happen with him. And I got so many words of reminders in this sense that I think you are meant to do this on your own. Every single person I talked to told me this. This is for you, Ash. And it's pretty easy to convince myself of certain things. <laughs> Very easy to do so. I'm really good at convincing myself to say yes to something. And I convinced myself this was the time for me to go. I wasn't building on the land. I wasn't on the land. I wasn't with Josiah. I was here in my parents' house doing some deep work. And I'm not even going to lie. It is hard to be back here in so many ways. And it's a blessing in many others, but I was ready for this break of a trip. And so I let go of doing it with him, which to me, you know, is a sign that I was meant to do it with him because that was the hardest part for me to accept. Or is that the very reason I should go alone? You see the dance of the conversation, the dialogue that happens with our mind and our heart and our womb, like kind of trying to convince the other what way is the best way and what way is the way I'm meant to take, which is why it's so important to pause, reflect, breathe, and truly check in. Even after someone is giving guidance, advice, space after that to check in and really reflect and receive what's truly yours is so important. And I think I got so lost in the idea that it's now happening now that I didn't do what I knew to do. And that's one of the key points of this podcast. So the story continues. So I went and at this point I was excited because I was about to heal some mother loving demons. Mother loving demons. They were not nice. There's no love there. <laughs> but I like the word mother loving than motherfucking at this point in my life. So mother loving demons. Oh, that lived within me. These demons have lived within me for far too long. Oh my, far, 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 too, too long. Way too long, too long, too long, too long. I could feel it. I was doing this for me. Him, Josiah too, and every piece of this future family, the time was now. I, I fully believed it at this point. Like, there was nothing. Once I believe in something so fully, it kind of gets to a point where nothing can stop me. Which is another key point of checking in and reflecting and what we're going to dive into that aspect very soon. So, here we go. I had everything I needed. I was, ab I mean, like, absolutely everything I needed for this. I was ready. I could not have been more ready in the physical sense. I prepared all of my clients. I had them all set up with everything they needed while I was away, recorded every ceremony, recorded sessions, recorded meditations. I had everything I personally needed. I rented all, all new camera gear. 
and that was expensive. I rented all new camera equipment to capture the tribe in their essence with consent, fully confirmed. I was going to make a film for these healers to get their medicine to the people. Like, it was about to be so good, I bet you it was about to make its way onto the Netflix documentary series. Like, I was that confident with this documentary. I had the gear ready. And it was not light. This bag was heavy. It was heavy. But it was worthy of going along with me. <laughs> so, along with doing, you know, like, some of the deepest work that I was about to do in my life I was like ready to go within and create something so real so raw so pure and so true and the medicine that I was going to commune with I I know the spirit of this medicine I've been with her many times and was ready to be in a balance of documentation of this tribe while also balancing the depth of the journey within that I was about to embark on. And I was at a point in my life where I was ready to bring these worlds to the outer world, to this one global world through this film. Oh, I was ready. But you know, there could not have been more signs telling me I was not ready. <laughs> This right here is what we call awareness. Noticing enough to slow down and listen into what is being asked of us. This is where true discernment happens. And there's the path of least resistance, you know, not forcing, but following the voice within where it leads and where it guides and where it begins and where it ends listening again and again. Noticing the the distinct difference between the voice of truth and the voice of the mind that is teaming up with the ego and doing everything in its power to do what they want to do. And they can block spirit out in moments. Like it, it's like this huge, oh no, you are not going to stop me from experiencing this. Like it's a bad no when the ego gets overthrown, like it will not let it happen. And there's parts of our identity that get kind of trapped into believing that that is us. And it kind of numbs the voice of truth a little bit. So that's why it's so important for these moments of pause and reflection. And I keep saying it and I'm going to dive deeper into it. Just Journey with me, baby. Just journey with me. Here we go. We're going to keep on flowing and growing into the story all the way into the unknown. So let's talk a little bit more about the path of least resistance because that path is mindful and accepting of what happens most naturally. Now, you you got to also bring into this field the fact that going to the jungle of the Amazon in Brazil where I was to journey all the way to the heart of the jungle in the lungs of this earth, this is not an easy path. Not easy at all. And as I know, the hardest things in life are also the most beautiful because that feeling at the end is unlike any word can describe. It's a feeling, a feeling worthy of the experience it took to get there. 
And I knew this journey would be much like this, worth it. No, mo- no matter how hard it would be to get there, I knew it would be worth it. And so that is another piece of, you know, why these pauses and these reflections, no matter how beautiful, no matter how excited we get, no matter how ready we feel, there's so many different voices happening within us and around us at all times that we have to remember always to continuously check in, breathe, create that spaciousness to reflect on what just happened and what's being told to us and what's being shared with us and what is ours and what isn't. Like these pauses in these moments of reflection before making big decisions, no matter how close you are to actually jumping on that plane and being there. It's like so important. It's in moments like this, you know, that we truly, we must listen deeper than ever. The mind is so powerful, y'all. It is so powerful that thousands of people are dying every single day from it because they do not know how to silence the mind or at least just notice the difference between who you are without identifying as that voice in your head. I mean, this is suicide, depression, anxiety, fear all comes from the mind, that voice And this right here is important. I know we hear it all the time, but with me saying these pauses and reflections and pauses and reflections, like we hear it all the time, but there's nothing more true than this. We have, we have to listen from within. And it has to be the within all the way deep inside, not in the mind's eye, but in the womb and in the heart. So we have to listen so fully from this space. We have to be able to differentiate what is ours and what isn't. We have to take the time to breathe. We all are breathing every single day, but 99% of humans on a day-to-day basis, 99.9 are breathing without even the awareness that they are breathing. There's no conscious awareness that the breath is happening. It just becomes like a zombie, like a natural thing that isn't meant to even be acknowledged in so many realities. And it's just so far from the truth. Imagine how different our realities would be. Our voices from the mind and the voice of our truth would would be if we were consciously choosing to breathe and pause and check in and listen. This is literally so simple yet so difficult for humans to comprehend because of the world we've been living in for so long. Listen from within. Check in, breathe, and begin from there. And even myself, I'm like speaking to myself out loud. That is what this podcast is. It is me being able to just close my eyes and go within and reflect on my journey and what I've learned and what I have found along the the breaking of what is right and what is wrong, lesson learned and where the lesson wants to take me. This this world is not white and black. It is so multidimensional and there is a rainbow sphere of color happening in our breath when we choose to take a moment to reflect and be in the stillness. 
slowing down. We got to slow down more. (sighs) Excitement really can take you deeper than you ever thought it could. Joy, too, can sometimes even blind us from seeing what needs to be seen because we get so excited on a destination that we forget all of the steps that we have to take to get there and what each step, the message that each step has to show us. And so the only way we can really create that listen from within, deep breath in, check in, receive, and be The only way we can do this is by creating that silence, hands on the body, bringing that hand to the heart, that hand to the womb, taking deep breaths in and listening. No matter how long that takes and trusting in what comes through, dropping out of the mind and into the heart and seeing what you find, what you can hear, what does your body tell you how does it react and then and then take it you know from the body from the heart listening to the heart what is the heart speaking feeling it maybe it's a pulse maybe it's a rhythm maybe it's a feeling and trusting in that listening to that and then taking it deeper into the womb whether it's the physical womb of a woman or the energetics of a womb listening in and again checking in what do you hear what do you feel how does your body react true decisions of discernment happen here because if you're willing to really really listen you'll always be guided always imagine what this world would be like if every one of us even after every conversation, being asked to go somewhere or do something or asked for an opinion or a reflection or deciding on a journey or a big, a big life-changing experience, a new house, moving to a new country, a new state, a partnership. Am I ready to have children? Am I ready to be a mother? Am I ready to be a a partner? Am I ready for this relationship? All of the things that happen in this life, like just like checking in instead of letting fear discern, decide, the voice in our head discern, decide, the person we're talking to discern, decide. These moments of checking in with hands on our body, taking that breath from the mind into the heart, reflecting there, checking in there, breathing there, asking there, listening there, going into the womb from there, asking there, reflecting there, witnessing there. This is it. And it is so simple, yet it's so hard because we forget. We forget so easily with the world we live in today, which is why these little, simple, yet profound reminders are so important for all of us. And I myself had forgotten because we have to be okay with not being okay. And we have to be okay with it not being what we had planned. And whatever feeling comes from that happenings, those happenings, we have to be okay with it. And sometimes that is simply just being okay with not being okay. And grieving if you need to for a moment. 
letting the laughter come when you realize like, wow, okay, my plan was not the divine plan. And that gets to be funny at the end because this is a big cosmic joke in so many ways. And there's the plan that we had planned or what we thought we had planned. And we cannot get attached to that one idea. We cannot get attached to one idea, one dream, one vision. This life is so multifaceted, y'all. And we as humans are so multifaceted. We are multidimensional beings. And there are a million dreams to be lived that we don't even know exist yet. A million humans to meet that will open so many new doors, new opportunities, new life-changing connections. We cannot get caught in the illusion that our plan is the true way, the right way, the only way, we must stay open and we must be okay with change. We must find comfort in change. The truest way is through trust and trust builds in these moments that I just shared where we really have those check-ins and those moments of spaciousness to listen and be with ourselves in a good way. Every moment in between is a moment to breathe and return back to yourself and listen that much more deeply. This trust, you know, it brings humility. It humbles ourselves enough to know that we really don't know anything. And that in itself is humor to me because we think we know everything. We really do. Like, even my lifestyle, what I do for a living is is sharing things with people and telling people things and guiding people on things. But ultimately, it comes down to like, I know nothing. I just trust in the channel that comes through me. And I let this body, this forest of a body become that alchemy that, that transcends and channels and writes the story. We are walking a path that has a million directions and we are swimming in a vast wide ocean, climbing a mountain of medicine. Our journeys can reroute at any moment and we have to be ready. We have to be accepting. We have to trust in whatever direction, whatever reroute, whatever new map we are being guided to, even with our eyes closed, spirit guiding the way, we must stay open. Anything could happen. And it gets to be a gift when we allow it to be. Oh, this experience has really shown me how much I've truly grown you know how much I do believe in my God how much I trust in where I'm carried even when I cannot see and I can feel it enough to let go and not overflow into a feeling of fighting what's actually happening I can see how much I've truly grown I have done a lot of work to get to where I am today endless miracles and waves of emotions, pain beyond words, feelings that broke me and made me whole again in new ways. I've been through so much just to get right here, just to surrender again, just to accept again, just to be re-guided on a new route again. And I just got to say, I am 
really fucking proud of myself. The old me would be heartbroken. And there is still pain, but it isn't the kind of pain that rips me into a million pieces and I lose myself. It's the type of pain that I know how to turn into pleasure so effortlessly. I have been through spiritual boot camp for my mind (laughs) for many years, really just in the sense of what my mind has checked itself into because I put it there. I was like, you going to this boot camp. We're going to do this work together. Mm -mm. (laughs) No more of this. (gasps) So I, in a way, was prepared for this. Even though I had no idea it was going to unfold in this way, that part was very, very unknown. But this story and everything that I received is just, it's pretty comical to me. I laughed every time something bad happened. Like, of course, I was getting stressed in moments too because there were so many conversations and calls and reroutes and redirections and not knowing really what to do but at the same time it was a big cosmic joke this whole thing the fact that the very medicine I was going to commune with is like one of the biggest teachers in the world she's probably playing her joke in here too and spirit is as well oh goodness 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 so let me just share with you the story I began this trip eating a big risk biscuit. (laughs) Risk biscuit. It was very risky. I did not have my passport in my hand when I began this journey. In fact, it was lost in the mail. But did this stop me? Oh, no. Trust was greater for sure way greater. I had to have my passport mailed to me from California and I had Josiah's dad do it for me because I wasn't there and he wasn't there and it was needed if I was going to make this trip happen because I was not planning on doing this before I left. This was a very spontaneous, okay, I'm going to the jungle. Wow, this invitation just opened up. Let's go. I'm in. So, you know, I... I did not even receive the passport in time, and I wonder, too, if I would have even received it in time if I paid the 150 for overnight shipping. I paid for the three-day priority shipping because that usually works for me, but of course, this is the one time it did not work. So as my passport is lost in the mail, I'm like, my first flight is out of Nashville tomorrow. I had a sister that was willing to come and pick me up to spend time with me and drive me to Nashville to just like connect and have some beautiful drop-ins and I was like yo sis is here I'm and my flight is out of Nashville tomorrow I'm doing it I'm going I I gotta just commit and trust in where I'm being guided right now I do believe in that destination being perfect for sure it felt fully like yes and I felt fully like yes I was gonna make it to the Amazon and so I head from Nashville head to Nashville, stay the night at his sister's house, and then I wake up and she drops me off to the airport to go to Miami. That's where my next airline destination to Brazil was out of. So I land in Miami feeling good. Passport still was not there, but you know, for some crazy reason, I believed it was going to make it in the morning before my flight. 
<laughs> I really, really did. I believed it. And I was talking to my um, passport buddy. You know, I made best friends, BFF, with this one man in the postal department. He was looking out, searching for my passport. I had a whole team going in, looking for it. And like, you gotta, you gotta make BFFs with a passport or a post office man at this point in the journey. Like it's crucial. And we'd have those late night phone calls. I was just holding space for him and what he was going through in his life. And like, we were just connecting and we were just dropping in. And like, I was just holding it down for this brother. I was like, you're going to find my passport for me, man. You are going to find it. It's like, yes, ma'am. I'm going to find that passport for you. Thank you for the connections. Thank you for holding space for me. Never known a woman to do it like you. And I was like, yeah, I've heard that before. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now you find that passport and call me in the morning. All right. So this was it that next morning was the day I was supposed to fly out. Woke up, got a text from that man. Listen, ma'am, I'm sorry, but your passport did not make it. It is still lost. We cannot find it. I was like, all right, I am not going to Brazil. I actually just like let it go at that point. You know, for a minute, I missed my flight to Brazil. But was this the end? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh no, I was determined. I let it go for a minute though. I I walked around and I um, wanted to find some fruit. Just was, I was like, I'm in Miami. And I, the only thing I know about Miami is that I have exotic fruit mailed to me from Miami because I cannot get enough of it. Like I just want to be in the tropics full year round, but I also have deep, deep reverence and I trust and love winter as well because it's like a necessity for these human bodies to know what a winter feels like and to go into the darkness. And so like, yes, I love it, but I love my fruits. And so I would always get like tropical fruits sent to me from Miami. And so I'm like, okay, if I can get this sent to me from Miami, there's got to be some exotic fruits around here. Like I'm going to find them. Little did I know I would be walking the streets of Miami for probably 10 hours no one has exotic fruits and if they do they want you to pay an arm and a leg because they have it in their freezer in these weird areas that I would never go alone with a man into and I was just like okay no sir this is not the place for me I'm gonna keep walking and I was on I was on the search for soursop if you know what soursop is it is the tastiest most antibacterial fruit and as a woman who has been on a deep journey of clearing and killing parasites and actually just diving into deeper relation with them this medicine was the medicine I needed soursop is so tasty it is so juicy and it is so medicinal and I'm like on this dieta right now um really trying to get to a very cleanse, pure aspect of my body, um, which a diet is kind of like, to me, it's like a medicinal form of a diet because you're preparing your body, you're cleansing your body for the medicine, you're you're creating space for the medicine and you don't want to be any eating anything that's going to interact with the medicine in a way that could maybe even like distance the connection, could 
could stop it from doing the depths of the work that it should do and it could do. So having a really clean dieta is so crucial for deep plant medicine journeys. And so I was really preparing myself and had just been eating really clean, clean, <laughs> really clean fruits. <laughs> and soursop was one of the main ones I needed while I was in Miami. And this is where I'd always got it from. So I thought it'd be easy, but it was like the hardest thing ever. Little did I know, I'm walking again. I'm about to give up. I'm making the journey back to the hotel. I'm like, all right, no soursop for me. I need to just go back and eat one of my (laughs) three ingredient granola bars or something. (laughs) Because I was not eating anything at that hotel. Hell no. Hell no. Mm -mm, No way. No way. And, um, So I'm just like going to go back and eat my granola bar. You know, that's what I was up to doing. As I'm walking back, I meet this man. Y'all, it's a trip. We like made eye contact. And like, I, I always make eye contact with the right ones, whether that's me needing to like put my guard up and like look into their eyes and like let them know they cannot mess with me. And I don't, I don't take no shit and I will not let them fuck with me like ever never ever and so there's like that that eye gaze of like don't mess with me and then there's that eye gaze of like okay I see you I see past it I see straight I see through and I saw this brother and I knew he was gonna hit on me like I just knew that was gonna happen but I also knew for some interesting reason that I actually was supposed to meet him and so I went in. I was like, maybe this is the fruit shop that's going to have my soursop. And so I went in and talked to this man. And um, I told him, I'm like, I'm on the search for soursop. He's like, oh, are you now? You know, you better be careful looking for exotic fruits. Men going to take you into their freezer and they going to not let you come out. And I was like, I-, I believe that. That's why I have not gotten soursop yet. So he was like, what's your name? My name's Angel. Let me guess. Your name's Ash. Ash and Angel. And I was like, shut up. My full name is Ashlyn. And he just jaw dropped. He was like, you're kidding me. I was literally joking because it just made sense that you you would have been my, my Ash to my Angel. And I'm like, I bet you believe that, sir. But that is comical that you just believed it. And he's like, and where are you from? Arkansas? Nah, you, you go to school in Arkansas, don't you? And I was like, shh. What up? I went to the University of Arkansas. Yes, that's where I went to college. <laughs> he was like, you're a razor man. Shut the front door. We just started dying laughing. I was just like losing it. I was like, all right, obviously I was meant to meet this man. And like he got n- more normal than ever the more we connected and we just straight up had like really deep conversations. And we were talking about fruit. I was telling about my parasite journey. I was telling about how I'm going to Brazil because I still believed I was going. And then he was like, hold on, hold on one second. My daughter's calling. I missed her birthday. Her birthday was November 2nd and I still haven't talked to her. I need to give her, I need to answer this. I need to answer this. And I was like, are you kidding me? November 2nd is your daughter's birthday. How old did she just turn? Oh, she just turned 30. I was like, are serious right now i just turned 30 and my birthday's november 2nd he's like no no it isn't no it isn't no it isn't he answers the phone and he goes honey honey please just let, let me call you right back an angel just walked into the fruit shop and i gotta just talk to her just a little bit more she has the same birthday as you and she's from arkansas 
and her name is Ash. And I guessed it. Let me call you right back. I'll, 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 baby, I will call you right back. I promise daddy will call you back. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm talking to this man. He gives me the most amazing juice, fruit juice. And then he gives me like all these other exotic fruits. No soursop yet. He doesn't want me to pay for any of it. And then all of a sudden we get down to it. Soursop. I was like, all right, I know you don't want me to leave. He has tried to keep me to stay, staying in here for almost an hour now. And I'm like, sir, I got to get back to my hotel. I got to like figure out my game plan, what I'm going to do next. He's like, all right, all right. I'm like, but I really need soursop. Do you have soursop? He's like, you know what? I told you not to follow the men back to the freezer, but like, I need you to follow me back to the freezer. And I was like, all right, this man's going to give me soursop. There's no way he's going to lock me in his freezer. I, I just, I just know he's going to bring out the soursop. He pulls out like a dragon egg size soursop, y'all, frozen so that I can defreeze it because soursop is one of those fruits that you can freeze and defreeze and it tastes the exact same. It is so good. And he, like, this was a three pound dragon egg. And I was like, oh my God, are you about to give that to me? He's like, you know, people would pay hundreds of dollars for this. That's how rare this fruit is. But I'm about to just give it to you. So I gave him 30 bucks because I was like, damn, this this man just blessed me up with sour sub. I don't even care at this point what happens. At this point, I'm like, if I don't make it to Brazil, I'm okay with it. I got sour sub, yo. <laughs> That's all I wanted. That was all I wanted. I was so happy. Like, if anything, I drew, I flew to Miami to get sour sub. That was good enough for me. And I was going to get to go to the beach if I didn't go. Like, I was starting to, like, find beauty and all of the other outcomes that could come from this experience. Like, completely completely. So I woke up that next morning. I had a great night with my soursop. I even went to the beach for a little bit, watched the sunset, just like enjoyed myself in this, eating this big juicy soursop. And so I was in a good mood. I was feeling good, you know, and I was like letting go of the idea. Like, of course I was determined to go, but also I was like, you know what? If it ain't naturally happening, it's too stressful. Like forget about it. My passport doesn't get here. That's the only way I'm going to even be able to go then amazing. If it doesn't, forget about it. I'm at the beach. We'll find the beauty in that. <laughs> so I woke up that next morning to a text saying that they found my passport, y'all. My BFF postman, he went on a journey, y'all. He went all the way through Memphis because that's where my passport still was. Lost in Memphis where it was supposed to arrive at my parents' house in Memphis. Didn't happen. He finally found it, got it to the the FedEx because that's the only people that are supposedly overnight it and get it to you in on time so that was supposed to happen yeah it was about to get to me it was gonna overnight itself and make it by Monday morning and um this was the weekend so overnight over the weekend is really Friday to Monday to be real so it was coming on Friday I mean it was coming on Monday and I was sending it out on Friday I had this man doing it for me it was about to happen we were going in it was gonna happen my passport was coming I was going to the Amazon I believed it so I was like all right I'm going I'll buy my flight for Monday three days from now I'll make it to Brazil in enough time to meet up with my people and take the boat to the village with them I got this meanwhile I was talking to my uncle who lives like 50 minutes away in Boca Raton. I'm sorry, but like Miami is not for me. It is land of balloon boobies and big lips. And I just don't blend in there. I will say I do not blend in there. (laughs) 
and if I offended anyone with that comment, I do apologize. I'm just being super real, and I just, you know, the world of plastic is not the world for me, so I was, I could feel it, it like, felt like I was inhaling plastic just being in Miami. I was ready to get the fuck out of there. So I'm um, talking to my uncle, who I totally forgot lived pretty close. I was like, yo, told him my situation. I just was like, I, I cannot be here. I am in Miami. My I'm using my dad's work points on this random hotel because he just like wants to help me out because I'm like in it right now. And I just like don't want to be here. And he's like, yo, I live 15 minutes. Let me come get you. I was like, fuck, yes, thank you. So my uncle was coming to pick me up. And, um, he lives in Boca Raton, which is a really nice part of Southern Florida. And his wife, which is AKA the coolest aunt, other than my other coolest aunt, let's just say this family tree swings both ways with epicness. And this was my dad's brother and his wife. And he was always the coolest uncle to me. Like he took me on the most epic trips. We would catch the biggest waves on jet skis, like ride behind big boats and just like catch the biggest waves. He would take me like flying on speedboats. Like he was the cool uncle that did all the epic stuff. And we would always go to the beach with him. And his wife, being the new coolest aunt, booked me a condo on the water just knowing what I had been through. She's like, look, this is for you. I know you you need to figure out what you're going to do and your what your plan is. I hope you choose the best plan for you and you just have time to be in the water and be by the ocean and reflect and, and be. And I just like started crying. I was like, you have no idea. This is like the biggest blessing for me right now. Like, I don't get things like this rarely anymore. Like, I ain't your typical, I'll take a sugar daddy type of girl. So there's things that just don't come too often to me these days. <laughs> and this ring on my finger, it keeps me protected. Bless, bless it. So bless my aunt, y'all. Holy mama, this was a gift. All right, y'all, y'all listen up. This is where it gets real crazy. This is where it gets real crazy. So I got this beach condo and I'm like, bless I got this she gave it to me so I could have that spaciousness to just be and take a deep breath and relax for a moment in the depths of the chaos and so that first next morning on the beach with the most crystalline turquoise blue oh it was so clear it was so clean and it was like the most perfect temperature all the floor floor how do they call themselves floridians floridians <laughs> i don't know locals of florida <laughs> everyone told me it was so cold like i cannot believe you're swimming in this water right now like you guys don't understand i cold plunge in the creeks every single day and i live by the coldest pacific ocean so i got this i was stoked i was swimming like a 14 year old dolphin like just getting it in every possible way. And so I got to spend that first day there just fully on the beach. I gave it to myself. I took a break. I waited until that evening to worry about any calls or any airlines or any plans or anything. And I just breathed and I let myself be. And it was so enjoyable to just swim and dance like nobody's watching being the hairy woman that I am, y'all. <laughs> I know nobody on this side of Florida has seen armpits or pubie boobies coming out the way that my body does. I'm a little gorilla. 
haven't shaved my legs and who knows when that's because i got a blessed up wild man who just loves me for who i am i don't have to worry about any of that and i just don't even care really at some point i'm sure it would be nice but like it's just not even a, a worry or a bother to me so i don't even like i don't even think about things like that like oh i'm going to the beach we're gonna be in a swimsuit like oh my god i should shave or like i gotta like make sure i look perfect and that didn't even cross my mind, but it did not stop people from looking at me. And, you know, I just kept dancing in the water and rolling around in the sand. People probably thought I was high on some type of drug in their eyes, but I was literally just high on life of being able to just be in the waters and be in the ocean. That is my medicine. So this is just, it was so perfect for me. And I was so, so grateful for this moment. And then that night, my aunt and uncle came and picked me up and I got to like hang out with my little cousins and just like be with family. And it was so sweet and so amazing. And they just really blessed me up with this, this moment. And however long it was going to be, they just wanted me to have a beautiful time. And I was so grateful for that. So I woke up that next morning and um, I had to, I had to make some decisions for me. I truly believed that my passport was going to make it there Monday morning. And I, for that reason, I just held on to it and I wanted to make it happen. I talked to the brother that was taking me to the Yawanawa, who has like the connection with the tribe. He sent me this big, beautiful message about how these other, there's all these other ways that we can get you here and you can still make it to be, make it to the boat to be with the group so that you can go with us on the boat into the village and we can still, you'll still have all the time you need to be in this immersion and to be doing the study with the Yawanawa people. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're giving me a lot of hope. He's like, you've already come this far. I'm like, you know, you're right. Like I'm in, I'm in Florida. I've already made half, half the journey. I might as well continue. And I still, even though I'd lost the abundance from my first flights, I still had enough to, to redo it. I could make this happen. I was stoked all over again. So I was like, all right, let me talk to all these airlines. Let me get all these airlines figured out and all settled in and dialed in. And I'm going to rebook this flight and I'm going to rebook this flight. And like, you have to rebook like 10 flights, y'all. It's not just a like, ooh, here to the Brazil. It's like every flight in between has to happen in order for me to get there. So I'm I'm in the process of, of booking these flights and I... <laughs> I'm just talking to a million different airlines. I got this one booked for this day. That's set. All right. I got my flight out of Miami to Brazil on Monday. My uncle is going to get me an Uber from Boca Raton all the way to Miami. Okay. The beginning's looking good. I got it sealed. And then I remember I have to book the second flight. And so I'm trying to figure out the second flight. None of my old flights are refundable or I can, I can like, I can, um, I can uh, change the date, but it's like 150 for each one. So now we're like at $400 just on re reroutes and changing my flights. And at this point, if I don't go, then I lose the original price plus this $400 price and everything in between. So I'm like, okay, this has to happen. If I'm going to change my flights again, I'm doing this. Here we go. It's happening. The flights in general to even get there... Um, like I'm at like $800 just getting there plus this 400. So that's just getting there, not even on the return flights. Little did I know that I intuitively have not booked my return flight because I, I did not want to do it until I had left 
this place, which is a blessing in disguise, because usually I'll have all of my, all of my flights and my return flights if I need to be back by a certain time. My old 10 years of being a nomadic woman never had a return flight, but now being a grounded woman with a business plan and trying to raise a family and grow this land, like, I got a return flight always. Like, I, I know I got to get back and I can't stay for too long. So I was going to buy it, but like, for some reason, I knew not to until I got on that plane and I was there in Brazil on my final flight. So here I am getting on my flights ready. And um, this is, we're now on Saturday. I I got all of my thought flights. I, I just said thoughts. I thought because I really didn't even have my thoughts together at this point, but I thought I had all my flights together. So I took a break. I went to the beach Join myself again, just like getting in these last few days at the water, really feeling the water, really feeling the medicine, just singing and dancing every single moment that I can while I'm here, just like really soaking it in. And then I get picked up again from my from my aunt and uncle. We go to dinner, have a beautiful time together, just really enjoying the family at dinner time. And then I come back and be with myself and I take a bath and I just, I lay low. And then all of a sudden, every single night, I'm getting like a crazy message. And this time I get a message from a brother who was supposed to be on the same flight as me. I missed mine, but he's there about to catch the second one and they canceled it and he gets stuck in this like random, not super safe part of Brazil because he was only supposed to be there to catch the second flight to get to where we're supposed to go. I find out that they canceled that flight. I would have probably been stuck there with him, which would have been nice to have someone at least, but the fact that it didn't even make it and now he's having to find a whole new way of getting to the group to catch that boat into the village and so he's stuck in a really random place and there's no other flights that take you like they canceled this one and that was the only one to get us there so he actually is having to take a boat all the way around Brazil to the other side of Brazil Brazil is huge and it's like a he said it was like an 18 hour boat ride and then all these taxis and buses he ended up saying it was going to cost him 500 for the boat and then another 300 for all the taxis and everything and hotels and everything he had to do to get there so that would have been an extra 800 if i had done that and so i'm stuck here for a reason there was a reason i was not supposed to get on that flight and i'm like okay there's another another profound distinct sign that i was not supposed to go right there in my face. And so here's that happening. I end my night with that. I'm like, okay, um, thinking again, like, is this a good idea? Is this a good idea? I still have, I think, 24 hours to change my flight, but I'm like, do I even want to change it again at this point? Like, should I just let it go? Or do I continue? I talked to the brother again, that's guiding me there. And he's like, look, I have another way of getting you there. This I have I have a driver who will come and pick you up, take you directly to this boat. There's this flight happening on this day. You can still make it here on time. So there, I have that hope again, like listening to another person. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can make this happen. I can do this. So I'm sending him my flight itinerary. I'm like, look, I got this flight for this flight, this flight here. And then your driver's going to pick me up from here, right? And he's like, Ash, where's the final flight? You know, there's three flights you have to book to get here. Where's that final flight? Please tell me you booked it. I'm like, oh, I did not book that flight. 
Mm-mm, I didn't. I look it up. It's $950. I'm like, nope, not worth it. It's not worth it. I, I messaged the brother. I let him know. I'm like, hey, look, I think I just, I think I just need to let it go. Like, it's not happening. And he's like, are you sure you want to let it go this far into it? And I'm thinking, like, do I want to let it go this far into it? Because at this point... He's telling me of another city I could fly into that's really cheap and then his driver could pick me up and get me straight to where everyone is. I'm like, okay, I can make that happen. All right, that that flight's only $200. I'm in, let's do this. So I go to the beach. I'm like, I'm not gonna sit in this hotel any longer to figure this all out. I'm at least gonna go to the beach and sit by the water, pray with the waters, take some breaths, swim a bit, and then call this airline. I call the airline. I'm talking to this... Brazilian brother and he's helping me get this fight book booked. <laughs> I can't even speak English. This is so crazy. <laughs> and we're about to book it. And then all of a sudden, I'm about to give him my card information. And then he's like, Oh wait, our system's down. Wait, this is crazy. I can't take your credit card right now. I can't even take your card. I can't even put your information in. Like our system's down. You can't fully book right now. And I'm like, What? A like nationwide airline all of a sudden can't even their systems just down at the one time that I'm supposed to get this final flight red flag if I've ever felt one big big red bloody flag just shining in the ocean right now like do not go big sign that I'm not supposed to go and so then y'all it gets even crazier in this moment I go to the ocean I sit my booty right at the tip where the water meets the sand and I'm just feeling my feet in the water and I sit straight up and I just feel my spine elongate like an ancient tree roots going all the way into the sand and I'm feeling them spreading like mycelium into the sand into the ocean and I'm asking the ocean like pray with me just pray with me right now I call upon God creator the goddess of this earth and I'm just praying so fully for guidance clarity like this ocean water the clear clear reflection that this water is bring that clarity infusing it into my body breathing it in about to swim with it and just sitting with it for a moment just that moment that I've been speaking to you all about with the hands on your body and just taking those breaths and taking those moments those distinct moments that are life-changing moments that we forget to do I took a moment to do it finally like where has it been this whole time I've been so lost in the vision and the idea that I was making this happen I would do anything that I had to do to make it happen that I forgot to breathe And so I calm down for maybe the first time in this moment. I breathe through joy and fear and excitement and unknown waters and confusion. And I found stillness and silence and I let that guide me. And I stayed with it long enough to just breathe and pray. And then I said, okay, clear ocean, turquoise blue, remind me and show me what's true. And I jump in that water and I just start swimming out to these waves. And they weren't even huge waves. They were just normal sized waves. And I stand up before this wave. And all of a sudden, it just literally throws me under. Like I just lose everything and just completely surrender to this wave. And then this next wave come and it throws me under. And all of a sudden, I like try to stand up and the next wave knocks me over. I try to just step backwards and I sprained my ankle. <laughs> I sprained my ankle trying to stand up to a wave of wisdom. 
And so I had to go back to the shore, limping my way back to my little spot on the beach. And I literally started just hysterically laughing. Like I started laughing so hard that everyone could hear my echo on that beach. Like here, there's that crazy, wild, hairy woman going at it again with her hairy body and her crazy energy. I was like, seriously? There it is. Like, I'm not even kidding y'all. Spirit speaks to me loud and clear. And this was the clearest, the loudest it could have possibly done. Like, listen, girl, if you're going to keep trying to make this mission happen, I'm going to physically make it impossible for you to catch that next flight. And then I didn't, couldn't even like fully book the airline. And then this, and so I'm like, all right, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to my room. It's getting late. I stayed on that beach all day. It's now like 5.30. It's the sun is setting. I stay for the sunset, even though it doesn't happen on this side of the southern southern waters, <laughs> southern Florida waters. The sun, You only can catch the sunrise here, which is beautiful. But sunset happens on the other side of Florida. So I'm just like seeing the colors of the sky a little bit. And I'm making my way back to the hotel. And um, I get to the hotel and I call Josiah. I'm just giving him an, an update. And he's just like, girl this is not it. This is not it. And like for him, he's more sad than anything because he really wanted me to have this trip. He he really wanted it for me. And I'm just laughing like, are you serious? This is seriously happening. I just like, I can't do it. I got to surrender. And so as I'm on the phone with him, I'm just like checking my, I'm like, hold on, let me just check my bank account real quick. Can I call you right back? Because I need to just like see what I got left to get, to figure out what I'm, what my final move is here. I open up my bank account and there is the biggest charges taken out of my account that I did not do. I have not done any $800, $900, $700 transactions. And I'm like, oh, like my heart kind of just like dropped to my stomach for a second. I'm like, oh my God, what just happened? I find out that someone has my debit card number and has been using it. And it's the trip is, is that they're using it to buy gift cards for other airlines. And I'm like, What? who has my card? And I'm thinking it's like one of these airlines that I'm doing all these transactions with. And then all of a sudden, the most recent card number is Taco Bell. Taco Bell in Memphis, Tennessee, where I'm from. I'm like, what the hell is happening? So I call my card, call the bank company, call the number on my card, call the bank company. And they're like, if this isn't you, someone has your debit card. They don't have your account number. It was used through your debit card number. And I'm like, how in the hell are they at Taco Bell and buying all these gift cards? I'm just like mind blown. I know I'm going to be able to get it back. So I just got to file for fraud and it's a whole process. This, 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 and this, but like, this was the final, final thing that could have possibly happened. I can't walk. I don't have any money and (laughs) I can't even buy my last airline anyway. So flight. So it's, I'm officially not going. My uncle was going to order me an Uber that very next morning. I was supposed to make it back to Miami to catch my flight, pick up my passport. It was 
going, like I was guaranteed that that passport was going to make it to Miami by 8 a.m. on Monday. And we paid $150 for it. They guaranteed it would happen. There was no doubt in their mind that it wouldn't get there. I had nothing to worry about. And so then I was thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get my passport if I'm staying here? I'll figure that out. I'll figure that out. We'll get there. Don't worry about it now. I'm not going right now. I call my uncle. I call my aunt. I'm like, yo, I'm not going. We extend my days here in Boca Raton. And honestly, that next morning of not getting in that Uber and going to Miami was the biggest breath of relief. I was so just like oh my God, I can breathe again. I can see again. Like if you had seen my face in those three days prior, like there was big bags under my eyes, more silver hairs in my my hair than I've ever seen in my life on any woman. My whole nervous system was just like, you could hear it shaking inside my body. Like I was not grounded. I was not. And I, that's not, that's not the type of energy I would even want to take into the Amazon. Like, yes, I could clear it and heal it and everything in between, but like I needed to breathe and be like, imagine going to all of these airports in Brazil. Who knows what would have happened? Getting on all these boats alone, taxi rides alone. Like who knows what would have happened? Trying to catch up to get to the group. (laughs) I was so relieved. And now I get to just spend days at the beach without talking to anyone, without having to call any airline, without having to look at my phone ever again. I was like, I already gave up social media. I don't even want to look at this phone anymore. I turned it off. I spent that those next five days completely with the ocean, completely free, completely joyful, and just ecstatic to feel clarity. Even if it wasn't the, the thought or choice or decision, I thought that I wanted, it was what was best for me. And I felt that. And spirit, God was doing everything that that possibly could stop me from going and getting in that Uber, getting to Miami again. And then I find out that my passport never even left Memphis. Monday morning came around and my passport would not have even been there. I would have missed my flight once again. So after all has already been spent. I was not going to spend another penny and I did not have to. I got blessed up with miracles the rest of that trip, just being able to receive the abundance of people that wanted to be with me and help me and provide and support me and take care of me and bless me with this space right here in the cleanest, most pristine waters. (gasps) It was a dream come true to just say yes to me, to you, God, creator, divine alchemy of a plan. I had to trust in that so fully. Oh, y'all, spirit, spirit speaks to me strong. I am grateful for that. For many, it, it doesn't work out in this way. Some don't wake up until it's too late. Some don't even pause enough to hear the signs or see the signs. Some don't even know what it means to listen to the silence or reflect. But if you're listening to this right now, it's not too late. 
And everything you choose to consciously do to listen into and trust in your truth and the divine path before you, it will change you and it will wake you and it will bless you beyond words. Speaking of words, here's a prayer, an offering, an affirmation for you to take with you on your journey so that we all can surrender just a little bit more and trust just a little bit more and believe just a little bit more that what's to come is more than anything we could have possibly ever thought to be true. We have to believe in what's coming is greater than anything we've ever experienced in this life. Even if we don't know what it looks like, we have to trust in the feeling when we come back to ourselves. So here you go. This, this is our time to listen. This is our year to listen, to slow down, to remember that there is no finish line. We have time to do it all and it doesn't have to all be done right now. Time is such an illusion and there is nothing more rewarding than gifting this moment of presence to yourself. Find the stillness to breathe and just be always listening and even asking what is best for me. Great Spirit, God, Creator, what do you have planned for me? I had a plan. It feels right in the end, but I still choose to remain open to all that is and all that will ever be. I choose to walk and dance and trust with the guidance reminding me I get out of my own way to trust in thee. Amen. And so it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. What a life, family. What a life. <laughs> oh, I just got to say, with everything that has happened, the very thing I have been doing the most is laughing. Even after every single time that I thought I was going and let it go and then let it back in and then let it go and thought I was going again and then I wasn't going and then I just trusted and just... I just laugh because what else would I do? Resist it? Fight it? Get all pissed off and mad at my life? I'm all for righteous rage, but it would not have served me in this situation. I chose to stay positive, which just goes to show how far I have grown on this journey. And I've cried so many tears because in a lot of ways it's like, fuck, I really thought this was my time. I really thought this was it. But, you know, I'm realizing in every possible way why. 
and I don't have to have a clear vision of what why looks like, but I know what it feels like, and I trust that. That's why I'm able to soften into the stillness and realize that there is something greater being shown for me, and I trust that so fully, and I get to laugh at all of the wild crazy shit that is happening in my life because what else would I do? Drowned? Because the way I thought out or the way I thought it would be wasn't the way it actually happened? Why get lost in that? Why not trust and choose to believe that where we are carried and taken to, even if it's back into our roots, is the very medicine and the very healing we need? And I trust in that. And I trust in the ways I am carried so fully. And may every single day be a blessing to awaken and remember who we are and truly why we are here. What a gift to believe and live completely in presence. A life that is available for all of us if we choose. So what will you choose? Your plan or the divine plan? (laughs) Yo, family. All right, I'm popping back in, in a new moment, on a new day, after posting this podcast, because there's something I just got to say. I'm not going to go into the details of it because I got to really honor the tribe and honor the facilitators and honor the experience. But I just received a message on WhatsApp in full confirmation that God was looking out for me. There was so much sickness and so much suffering and so many reroutes that happened on this trip, specifically on this journey that I was supposed to go on into the Amazon, into this jungle with these specific people. And I was just completely confirmed that I was not meant to be there. And I actually made the best choice not coming. (gasps) I'm not even going to get into the detail, but just like know that if you knew what I was just told, you would be jaw dropped, like hands up to the heavens, like, wow, God is looking out for you, girl. This is why it is so important for us to tap in, listen in to the voice of discernment, to really trust it, to know that full fuck, yes, heavens, yes, and that hell no sacred no whatever it may be to like honor that is so important because we will be shown in every possible way if you're awake and you're choosing to listen and you will be shown the way you will be guided and we must trust it look past the fear and into the feeling of what is being shown for us here every single thing that just led up to this moment every moment of me going to the waters praying having my ankle sprained in the water from praying asking for clarity to the whole ticket situation to my car being stolen to every my passport not arriving everything was stopping me from going because of what was going to happen to me if i went Thank you, God, for looking out for me in such a beautiful way. (laughs) Yeah, hallelujah, baby. Again, and I'm not laughing or smiling for anyone that went on that journey and suffered or that happened to anyone, but I'm just like grateful 
that I'm being looked out for in this moment. And I'm also having the opportunity to pray for these people in so many ways, so many ways to just be in humility and in prayer and in reverence. And um, I've just been, I got so many messages immediately after I posted this, not only a lot of reflections about how much this podcast like really just gave a lot to a lot of people, but also I talked to my best friend, Mary, and she goes, Ash, this is the last time you have a lapse of discernment ever like no more lapses with discernment and it's so true like this is the last time something like this will happen i will listen so much more deeply and take the signs into action these signs are so sacred Whew. and then i got a message from my sister gabby and she was like babe which ankle did you sprain and i was like my right ankle and she was like Whew. the right ankle is a sign that you are struggling with making a decision and you're kind of like balancing what to do and a little like overwhelmed, maybe anxious, causing some stress. You don't know what to do and you are leaning towards not doing something that you thought you were supposed to do to kind of like protect yourself. And you're like in this like limbo and I'm just like, oh my God, my ankle was literally there just like telling me, okay, this is it. Cut. No more. No more balancing this game. End it right now and go back and, and do the work that you need to do for yourself. You don't need to go to the jungle to heal. It was like this deep desire to go and I will go when the time is ready, but I don't need to be there to do the depths of my healing. It is an opportunity that we get to choose in any moment that we choose to say yes to the healing that is available for us right here, right now. And I trust in that. So like, yeah, I just, I had to tap in and share that with y'all because that was confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks for being here once again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for receiving my stories and what's moving and flowing through me and the lessons I've learned that I get to share with you to help us all on our journeys of returning back to the truth and the roots of truth in every possible way so thank you so much for listening it means more to me than you will ever know and if you're here and this episode resonated with you and hit home for you if you feel called to please share it on your story on ig and tag me ash dot two ashes all spelled out and um please subscribe Leave a review if you can. This is really, those stars and that review was really what helps me get this podcast out there. So we're stronger together. And I thank you again so much for being here. It's such an honor to spend this moment with you. Thank you for gifting me your presence. I love you so much. Bless your days and all of the days to come. May you continue to be guided on the path unknown. Amen. Blessed be. Mm.